If there is one question that I get asked a lot from the corporate executives and partners that I work with, it's this, especially for those who are in a highly regulated, compliance-driven industry. And I work with a lot of accountants, y'all. Okay, so this is a real thing for them. How do I put myself out there on social media when I work in this highly complex, you know, compliance-driven industry? What is that going to look like for me? I don't know what to even talk about. If you have ever felt this way, or I'm just going to say this, if you're a business owner and you've ever felt this way as well too, you just don't know how to do it, we're going to talk about how to do this, okay? How to have your own brand as a corporate executive or even as a business owner as well too. But I'm telling you, especially for my corporate executives, if you have a company name that's behind you, like a big accounting firm or a law firm or whatever like that, there are certain rules that apply to you. And we're going to be talking about that on today's episode. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm going to give you the five strategies that you need to be incorporating with your messaging when you're putting it out there on LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever your platform of choice is. We're going to be diving into that today. All right. So grab a pen and paper. Let's go. Game changers have something most people don't. Highly effective communication skills that grow existing accounts, close new deals, and allows them to work seamlessly with their team. Welcome to the Game Changing Conversations podcast, where you'll learn what to say and how to say it to anyone. All right. I'm your host, Heather Lyle. With over 20 years of leadership experience in corporate communications, marketing, media relations, and public affairs for small nonprofit organizations to international brands as well as working in politics. And oh my gosh, I've got a lot of great stories to share with you. This podcast will give you the tools you need to deeply understand your own communication style and how to have winning conversations with your colleagues, clients, and how to message and market your business in a way that feels so good to you too, all right? So if you're ready to dig in and learn great communication strategies that will completely change the trajectory of your business, and of course, we've got to have a few laughs along the way as well too, because that's just how I roll. Grab your favorite beverage, a notepad, and let's get going. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad to have you listening to me this week. Got some really interesting content for you, okay? If there is one thing that has come up with countless conversations, and in fact, just what a few, by the time this episode airs, it had been a couple of weeks ago, but I was meeting with the CEO of a very large accounting firm. And one question that he had for me was he knows that he needs to have more of a LinkedIn presence, right? He knows this. And yet, what do you put out there into the world that isn't going to be highly scrutinized because, of course, everybody has an opinion on everything, right? What are you going to put out there into the world that is going to be alignment in alignment with the company values as well, too, What are you going to put out there into the world that's going to feel good to you and you're going to feel like I'm really helping somebody or I'm shining the light on a topic or something of interest for those who are following me or what I want them to know about me, right? Oh my goodness. (laughs) If you have ever felt this way, and I know so many of you are probably raising your hand right now going, yep, been there, done that. I have two for that matter, okay? So we're going to be talking about how to handle this. Like, what do you need to be doing? How do you need to have your own brand, especially if you're working for somebody else, okay? So again, I work with a lot of executives who work for big companies and smaller ones too. And the one thing that comes up is not understanding how to build your own personal brand if you get a paycheck from the company that you don't own. (laughs) 
<laughs> it can sound very, very daunting. Um, questions that might have come up for you is, what do I say so I don't get in trouble? What should I post on social media in the first place? I'm kind of boring. I don't really have anything that's interesting for anybody to see. And I'm going to say, yeah, whatever on that. We're, we're going we're gonna to crack the code on that today as well, too. So you're not alone if you have ever felt this way. But here's the thing. And I'm going to preach this until the day I'm not here anymore. But by not getting out there and establishing yourself as a thought leader and an expert in your niche, you're leaving money on the table and a lot of it, a lot of it, okay? I have a client who's a family lawyer. And when we first started working together, her messaging was all over the place and no consistency in the messaging and marketing either, okay? Keyword consistency. I swear that's a word that I say every single day, countless times a day. If you want to see big results, you have to be consistent. I don't care if it's once a week, three times a week, whatever the thing is for you on social, but you have to be consistent about it. Okay, let me get back to my lawyer here. (laughs) Just had to digress. (laughs) She had her own firm at the time, and we quickly put a marketing plan in place and her engagement on social media was through the roof, okay? She was getting requests to be a featured columnist, columnist to speak to groups. It was absolutely amazing. Again, consistency counts here, people. Your messaging has got to be nailed, and consistency is the key. So I want to, you know, let's fast forward a, a few years later. And she opted to close her own practice for a host of reasons and join another join a firm. The firm loved her brand. And guess what? I'm still working with her, even though she's now with a firm because her messaging is now in alignment with theirs. It was super attractive to them. I know that you want this too, right? Establishing your own personal brand and alignment with the company that you work for, it can be done. And frankly, if you don't do it, someone else will. And they'll take those client wins more frequently than you will. And that's straight up facts, okay? So I want to walk through the five steps that you need to consider as you establish your personal brand as it is in alignment with the company that you worked for. Number one, define that brand identity. What do I mean by that? What are your unique strengths? What are your values that your specific areas of expertise? You need to think about what sets you apart from others in your field because I know you have it. Okay, you need to dig a little bit deeper as to why do people want to work with you versus someone else? I've said this before and I'll say it again as well too. When you're thinking about the people that you want to attract into your network, that ideal client, you're not going to be for everyone. You're not. And even though you might work for an accounting firm and you have services that anybody, you know, that almost everybody needs, right? You may not be a perfect fit for another client. Okay. You you need to figure out who is the type of person that you really want to be um, working with who are you most attracted to? Because it's not everyone, right? Funny enough, I was talking with a dear friend. Uh, actually, this morning I was taking a walk. It was beautiful here in North Dallas. And we were talking about, she's a fellow business owner as well too. And we were talking about how finding, identifying who your ideal client is, is a lot like finding who your ideal friends are too. And, and I wonder about it like that. Like sometimes I think that we get too businessy and too out there with, okay, define your ideal client. When really all it is that we're talking about is who's the type of person that you really like to work with? Like, tell me about them. What are they? Who are they? What what do you like about them? 
Are there certain, you know, characteristics of their personality that just really light you up? I'm going to bet that if you look at your friend group and the people who are close to you, um, those people probably have some similar characteristics as well. I can tell you for me, I'll just be honest here. You know, for me, it's like I don't like small talk conversation. And I swear if that's something that I have to do consistently with someone, you're probably not going to be in my my close-knit friend group. Okay. I want to be able to talk about, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of life. And if that freaks you out and if that makes you uncomfortable, which believe you me, (laughs) it has made some people uncomfortable because they're not even wired that way. Okay. Guess what? You're not my person then, right? Okay. This translates to business as well. Your personality, and I talk about DISC all the time and go back to some prior episodes to learn about, you know, the various communication styles of DISC. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? What type of people do you like to be in front of? What type of people make you comfortable? Okay. Think about that. That's going to set you apart from others in your field. How you communicate with others absolutely does that. So when we talk about defining your brand identity, we need to be talking about those unique strengths, values, and areas of expertise and what sets you apart from others in your field. And absolutely, this goes down to personality characteristics as well, too. Okay, so that's number one, define your brand identity. Number two, consistency in communication. We've got to ensure consistent messaging across all professional platforms, including your social media, profiles, website, and professional networking sites. Make sure that your personal brand is in alignment with the values and mission of your company to maintain that cohesive image. If you work for a big, huge firm, like I know some of you do, what are their values? What values do you have that are consistent and and, and are, are consistent with the firm? Okay. I want you to think about that. We need to be leaning into that. Okay, so the consistency in communication is huge. Third thought here, thought leadership and content creation. You've got to share your knowledge through thought leadership content. Okay, guys, this is not, I repeat, this is not listen to me, come back to me if you're thinking about something else. This is not just sharing a post to share a post without talking, you know, without putting a few sentences as to why you think it's important and why your community needs to read it. If you're sharing content without putting your own perspective and lens on it, it's boring. It's basic. People are scrolling right on over it. You will never get engagement. You'll never get acknowledgement from people in your community. You won't. Period. End of story. You have got to put some thought into that post and why it's important for your community to consume or nobody's going to read it. All right, these are straight up facts. I'm being really, really honest with you here. Stop wasting time. Be thoughtful about your comments, okay? Thought leadership and content creation sets you apart. All right, develop that online presence. That's the fourth piece of the puzzle. You've got to maintain an active and professional presence on your social media platforms, you know, like LinkedIn, okay? Like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Share industry-related content. Engage with others in your field and build those meaningful connections, okay? So develop your online presence is the fourth tip. Number five, and this is a biggie as well too, network strategically, okay? This isn't go to every single networking event that the chamber or the rotary or I don't know, so, uh, some of these other organizations around town or whatnot. This isn't a check the box deal. No, I want you to think about who is your perfect client? Who who specifically do you need to be in front of? 
Where are they hanging out? What networking groups are they a part of? And that's my friend where you should be. Okay. So expand that professional network, both within and outside of your company. Attend industry events, join relevant associations, engage with professionals in your field, actively contribute to discussions and offer support and expertise to others. And be sure to add connections on LinkedIn or your favorite social media platforms, okay? That's how we stay connected. We want people to know us personally. We want, because we know, we know that people buy from people and not from companies, okay? And so if people don't really know who you are and what type of person you are and we're not sharing, so even on LinkedIn, okay, I'm a mom. I've got three kids. I posted on LinkedIn just today and it's a Sunday that I'm recording this. You know, something about my kiddo. My youngest is big into football. And it was so interesting yesterday, you know, I've been kind of anti-football because of injuries and head injuries and all, all of the things, right? So I posted on LinkedIn this morning a picture of he and I, um, you know, right after his football game or whatever. And in the in the post, I was talking about how I've always been kind of anti-football. And this is a kid who's had a football in his hand since he was 18 months old. And, you know, he now that he's getting older, he's like, oh, my gosh, I really want to play, you know, college football. And it would be so cool if I could be in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's been talking about this for years, right? And it's so interesting. Um, me as a mom, you know, I mean, anytime you hear your kid talking about I want to be in the NFL, I mean, that's every boy, little boy's dream, right? And so I've always been the mom who's like, you know, I got to have a plan B. You know, what if that doesn't work out for you? Blah, blah, blah. And it hit me as I was taking him to his game yesterday when he was telling me about, you know, wanting to play for the OU Sooners. And my always my response has been to say, what's your plan B? What if this doesn't work out? It hit me that I am squashing his dreams. And for every single person who has um, not replied back to me and my business or this happened to Oh, your podcast is little. You know, you don't have the broad reach. You don't have 100,000 downloads. So I don't want you to interview me. You know, all of the people, all of all of the comments and thoughts that people have had about me having my own business and am I qualified enough? I'm using air quotes here. Uh, yeah, I'm freaking qualified enough. I've got 25 years of experience in this stuff. I'm very qualified when it comes to communications. But it's just so funny how the dreams that I've been chasing are the same type of dreams that he's been chasing too. And when we say things that aren't, you know, supporting that dream, we're squashing it. And that story that I told about my son is very relatable in business, right? So you're a partner at a firm. Yeah, you'll never be managing partner. You just don't have the personality for it. Really? Really? I mean, those are the types of stories that's how people can connect with you. Taking the personal stories and adding it with a twist of how does this relate to what my ideal client needs to hear from me, those are the stories that you share. And that's how you strategically connect with people as well, too, is by sharing those stories. I can guarantee you that the people that you are most attracted to in your network and the people that you meet at these events and all the things that we go to, which I know there's a lot, right? We are attracted to the people who have stories that resonate with us. So I'm going to encourage you when you're thinking about what content to put out there on LinkedIn and you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I've got nothing interesting to say. 
I'm going to push back and say, I'm going to bet that you do. I'm going to bet that you probably even had something happen this weekend that would be very relatable to your ideal client. So think about who your ideal client is. What does he or she need to hear from you that would be helpful for them um, in their business and their life and their professional life? And what can you share that would be in alignment with that? Okay. So, and I want you to do this both in person, you know, because these are the these are the ties that bind, right? These are the stories that connect. When we keep things so superficial and so, um, you know, small talk, I'm using air quotes here, small talk related, that's not appealing to anyone. I mean, really, I don't care if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Those types of things, they're, they're not appealing, they're not attractive, and you're not going to attract strategically the right person into your network by keeping things so high level. We all have to be a little vulnerable from time to time in order for people to really get to know, like, and trust us. Because when that happens, when they feel like they know you, guess what? They're going to do business with you too. Okay. So let me just kind of recap this. Number one, define your brand identity. Identify those strengths, values, and areas of expertise and determine what sets you apart from others in your field. Number two, consistency and communication. You've got to maintain consistent messaging through um, all of your professional platforms, including um, social media, your website, professional networking sites, that kind of thing. So you've got to have consistency and communication. Thought leadership, number three, thought leadership and content creation, sharing that knowledge through thought leadership content. Don't just put a post out there to put a post out there. I want to know why you think that this is important and impactful for my industry. Okay, share your thoughts. I want to see you as a leader. Number four, develop that online presence. You have got to maintain an active and professional presence on your social media platforms like LinkedIn. I don't care if that's once a week, three times a week or whatever. Just be consistent about doing it. And number five, network strategically. Expand your professional network, both within and outside of the company, the organization that you serve. Okay. So, and be thinking about who's your ideal client, who's the type of person that you want to be, you you want to have be in front of you, that kind of thing. Those are the types of groups that you should be networking in. All right. Okay. That was a lot of content in a very short period of time. I know, I know that these things are going to completely change the trajectory of your business. I know this works because it's worked for me and it works for the clients that I work with as well, too. So that all being said, have a fabulous week. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Hey, everyone. I am so glad that you joined me on today's podcast episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, you've got to share it with a friend, right? But I also want you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media. So be sure to tag me on Instagram at Heather underscore Lyle. That's Heather underscore L-I-S as in Sam, L-E. Also, for more people to learn about the podcast, I would absolutely be so grateful and I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, that'd mean the world to me. I'd appreciate it. And this content takes time and money to produce, and I know that you're getting a lot of goodness out of it. So just leave that review, please. And in the meantime, have a fabulous day and continue to have those game-changing conversations. Until next week, we'll see you then.